tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Where in Rima? 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I trust that you had a great weekend. I did, but man, it was short. <laughs> we were talking about that. Was there like some hours shaved off this weekend? We were in Wasn't the, it just Friday? Yeah, we were in the office just a little while ago and uh, standing there in the office. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Our office, right. Yeah. right. And, of course, uh, you said, how was the weekend? I said, too short. It just really zinged by this weekend. I don't know if it's because we're creeping creeping up on Christmas or or what, man, but uh, here we are. Creeping up in age. Every, well, yeah. Everything moves quickly. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true that. Well, it's good to see you. Good to see you. And uh, so the war in Israel is expanding. We're getting news now that uh, Palestinian uh, terrorists are attacking Israel in the southern right. ports of uh, Israel again. Uh, that CENTCOM announced yesterday our ship, the uh, Carney, had to shoot drones out of the air because Iranian drones were bombing uh, vessels of all commercial kinds. Commercial vessels, yeah. Commercial yeah. vessels. And, uh, and so it's a threat to, you know, obviously the economy and the world and so on. So our guys had to shoot those drones down. We also had to take out five Iranian proxy fighters right. in, uh, in northern Iraq. So this thing's growing. It's getting bigger. Well, good. <laughs> I mean, they they got to get stuff done. I mean, I, they're, they're attacking us left and right, right, yep. and out of Syria and Iraq, mm-hmm. uh, or Iran, rather. And uh, I guess they're uh, the IDF is pushing north, and they, they're claiming that the Hamas, Hamas is surprised by this. I guess they're trying to cut up the, con- uh, the Gaza Strip into different sections that they can handle. So uh, good, good. Start bombing the crap out of them. I mean, uh, I, I don't... Whatever hostages they have left, we're, you, you were going off on or re, you know reading some of the accounts that we heard about this weekend, uh, as far as how women have been treated, and I guess that's what brought the ceasefire to an end. Is they had some women and children they hadn't released yet, or something of that nature. Well, and they started bombing Israel. Started bombing yeah, Israel. Both. So it's it's time to get down to business, man. Well, <laughs> it's time to start. You know. Yeah. Really getting down to business here, and, and they they should have done that a long time yeah. ago, you know. But here we sit now, and my point of what I was saying was there there's some new accounts as they, these hostages are being released yeah. about how women are being treated in this situation, and the, the gang rape, you know, they have been their guys have been told you are to dirty them up and to whore them. That's right. their words. Quote. File them as much as possible, and then you kill them. Yeah. Uh, after you do that. And and we know that it's going on because, and I'm not going to get into the gory details about what they're doing to these women, uh, but we know that it's going on because now that they're opening up the body bags and they're examining these women, there's clear gang rape that's been going on with right. these women. And it's not just the women from October 7th, although that's how it started. It's also continuing now with right. the with the hostages. And, uh, you know, Joe hasn't even mentioned the hostages lately. He's done nothing on this front lately. And my point this morning was, once again, and, and you and I were talking on Friday about Juliana Margulies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she issued a statement. She's an actress, a good wife, and so on. And she issued a statement the other day where she was saying, for those of you who are gay, I, I support you, she said. For those of you who are trans, I support you. But why in the world are you supporting the Palestinians when they will kill you? You, you? you don't make any sense supporting them because they're going to kill you. Well, guess what? She apologized over the weekend. Oh, did she? Oh, she sure oh, did. Oh, I missed that. She's oh, so sorry. come on, man. That her, yeah, she's so sorry that she got, you know, all wound up and oh, wound I didn't mean up. to offend anybody and blah, blah, blah. But that was my point this morning is that when you look at the number one female in American politics in the highest position, right? That would right. be Kamala Harris. Yeah, absolutely. She hadn't yeah. said a thing. Nope, she sure hasn't. And I could go down the list of, of women who are supposedly big defenders, big feminists, 
You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Barbara Streisand, she's Jewish and she's a feminist, right. supposedly. Hadn't said a word about the way the Palestinian terrorists are gang-raping women. Cynthia Nixon uh, made yeah. a big show of this 48-hour hunger strike, right. you know. Right. Well, it, look, it, 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 it requires nothing to be a celebrity and have an opinion, <laughs> to put it out there. And a lot of them uh, apparently don't even care much about their own opinions because as soon as they suffer anything, any ripple in the pond, they walk it back. Susan Sarandon's now walking back her anti-Jewish stuff because she lost her representation. They're silly people just all the way around. And you're, you're right. There, there's no – look, there ought to be a resounding cry Ooh, from man. around the world, from the U.N. to L.A about how women have been treated by these people these <laughs> savages and that's what they are they're animals that's right that's how it, that's how an animal treats another animal mm -hmm. with what we're reading and it's been silent aoc couldn't shut up during january in the in the weeks after january 6 about how she wasn't even in the freaking building yep. and she was worried about getting raped you know in her office Nothing. Now, she's one of the people out there saying, oh, we got to send more money to, uh, to Gaza, help the poor Palestinian people against this genocide. It's absurd, man. I can't believe what I'm seeing, especially from the feminist left. Oh, it's terrible. And you, you think that they tell you, or they tell you, we're feminists, we're standing up for uh, women. And when, when Donald Trump said, you can grab them by the mda ha ha when he oh, said God, that, right. remember how yes. many, how, how just that continued and went on and on. The vagina hat-wearing women talked about blowing up the White House Madonna was. You remember that? Screaming, oh, yeah, screaming yeah, yeah. in the streets and all Where that kind now? of stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly. This this is if you're a feminist, right? Right. This is why you exist. Uh, uh, so right. We would think you yeah. would think right. Yeah. And if you weren't a hypocrite, <laughs> well, there you go. Which they are. There you go. If you weren't a hypocrite, you would be sounding off about what the Palestinians are doing to women right now as we sit here. These are the same people, though, that rallied around a liar to take down a Supreme Court nominee. Correct. Uh, which kind of undid the entire Me Too movement in that one moment, really. So they're, they're absolute hypocrites. Uh, you know, I, I, but, you know, when you're dealing with this level of savagery against women, let alone the queers for Palestine, I mean, that's right. just beyond stupid. Yeah. They're just stupid people. But, you know, it, it, this is not conjecture what they did. This is not... No. This is not you know, prop mega hat wearing propaganda. The idiots themselves live stream this stuff. They left all kinds of evidence themselves behind that people can look at. And the bodies have and the, the evidence. The bodies have the evidence. Forensically, the, the body. They're seeing all these bodies. That's right. We're, we're, we had confirmation over the weekend that they were branding kid with the exhaust pipes of kids oh, yeah. with the exhaust pipe uh, pipes of motorcycles and stuff. Oh yeah. And, and nothing. Mm -mm. You know, you know. Is it, these are the same people you want to take it into the realm of children. Oh, we got to save the kids from all this gun violence in America. They don't give a crap about kids if no, it don't. doesn't serve them politically. Nope, that's exactly what it is. It's all politics. Yeah. Here's Kamala in cut number two. And there's, I, I think you could probably find some more points. I've got three major points I want to make after we listen to her. Sure. She went to this climate thing because Joe is not well enough to travel. Right. He's not. No. He's, he's really not. not. He ain't there, I, man. I've got some sound from Joe yesterday as well. But Kamala went to the, uh, to the deal in Dubai, and this is what she said about Gaza, the Palestinians, etc. Well, as I said, they, we have to revitalize the Palestinian Authority, which means giving the support that is necessary for good governance. Um, understanding that on the <laughs> yeah. issues that must be resolved as we think of a plan for the day after, it is about good governance, which will bring transparency and accountability to the people of Gaza and the West Bank. Um, it's also about what we need to do to recognize there must be some plan for security for the region, and I suspect it, as, a, as a plan develops, it will take into account interim and then longer term. And finally, what we must do in terms of rebuilding uh, Gaza and a commitment to that. All right. So let me point out the, the three things. Uh, Palestinian Authority. She wants the Palestinian Authority to be reconstituted and built up with our money. In the past 10 years alone, the Palestinian Authority, using our money, has spent $1.5 billion on terrorist activities to yeah. kill people. Right. All right. Uh, is that good? Go, go, is that what she considers good governance? That's what she says. What she just Needs said. To be restored. You just heard her say it. God. And then, of course, uh, she said security for the region. Well, that means peace, peacekeepers. That means U.S. troops with the blue helmets from the U.N. in Gaza as peacekeepers. Watch, right. watch. Oh yeah. And then finally, 
rebuilding. We're going to have to rebuild Gaza after it's been destroyed, not only by what Israel is doing right now with their attacks, but the Palestinian terrorists have been destroying it now for many years, right. and you and I get to pay to rebuild the Gaza Strip. That's what she just said she in just a said nutshell. Uh, now, two, two reactions I had. First off, it's amazing how intelligent she really believes she is. Right. Because she just riffs that crap off, and, and she could just hear the satisfaction in her voice. But when you you know bust it all down to what she's really saying, yeah, we need it's it we it's like reconstruction in the South, Trey. Yep. We need to rebuild Gaza, and and you know make sure that the uh, Palestinian Authority uh, is restored. So they could talk all the crap they want about being pro-Israel. Kirby was out there again yesterday running his mouth about, oh, no, we stand by Israel. Oh, the hell we do. The vice president of the United States said we need to make sure their enemy is doing okay and has plenty of money. Yeah. So therein lies absolutely everything that's wrong with this situation and our part in it. Right there. She voiced it. Without even probably realizing Well, it. and even that goes back to politics because uh, the Muslims in America had a confab in Michigan over the weekend, and they are going to abandon Biden. That's their deal for saw, 2020. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. For 2024? Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're freaking. Uh, inside that campaign, yeah. they are freaking about what is going to happen next year because about 70% of Muslims in America voted for him. About <laughs> yeah. 30% voted for yeah, for yeah. Uh, for Trump, about seventy percent of Muslims in America voted for Joe Biden. So, and they said we're done with him. Yeah, this, so. well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. At least there's that. At least yeah. there's some clarity. Yeah. <laughs> All right, quick break. More Warren Rima coming up. You know, over at River City Oral Surgery, they are number one in patient care. And now, coming up on the five year anniversary, half of these small businesses fail within five years, but. Not River City Oral Surgery. Man, it's growing and getting strong. Low prices and price transparency, that's the key to success over there. You don't need a referral to go see Dr. Habercorn at River City Oral Surgery. You don't have to pay somebody else to tell you you can go see him. You can just give them a call at 210-778-0002 and go see him. And you don't need insurance either. The prices are meant to be affordable without insurance. So most patients find the prices are lower than the out-of-pocket insurance. And, of course, we've been telling you for now for months that they've got this new MD that's an anesthesiologist It's going to put you completely asleep while they do the work for your implants. They are wonderful people at River City Oral Surgery and ready to take care of any of your oral or facial surgery needs, including implants, the best in the biz. River City Oral Surgery, 210-778-0002. Sun and clouds today at a high around 70. Looks like the next couple of days is going to be beautiful, really. Right now it's 52 at KTSA. Good morning. Your commute starting to fill in a little. And it's 722 with Warren Rima. Ron DeSantis. Okay. <laughs> First off, you know, the news uh, on Sunday evenings is always pretty lame, yeah. you know, for the most part, no matter who you're watching. And it was even more lame on Fox last night because they were replaying the big uh, DeSantis-Gavin Newsom debate, and DeSantis was on Meet the Press yesterday morning. I I think I've picked up on what his new tactic is. Uh, I think he knows he's got to start going up against Trump full-time. And now uh, he asked, the the, the big soundbite was, uh, why is he running? Why is Donald Trump running? And DeSantis is trying to characterize it now as personal retribution. It's a personal thing for him. I'm the guy who's here for the people. I still want to be here for you. That's why I'm running. All right. It's Trump's to win. It's Trump's table, man. I mean, you look at the numbers he's getting. I mean, DeSantis doesn't even come close, and he's the front runner, right? I think of all the other guys. Why, why is uh, oh, Nikki like, Haley? Nikki, Nikki, well, he's behind yeah. Nikki Haley, yeah. but like Fat Chris Christie, who oh, cares? Those guys are done. Yeah, and Meatball. He, so I, all he's doing is 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 pitching for a job on CNN, pretty much. That's and I think it, I think you know DeSantis obviously still wants the top gig. If that's the distinction he's going to try to make, but I don't think it's going to work for him. You see, everywhere Trump goes, when he shows up, it's like the stones are are coming into the uh, into mm-hmm. the auditorium. Well, yeah, they are. So it it still is is Trump and Biden's gig, man. Yeah. I don't, I don't. This stuff is so irrelevant to me at this point. I, I don't know because they're either angling, like you said, for a, a job in the cabinet, yeah, or or they honestly think they can do it. DeSantis should have done what Nick uh, Christie Nolan's done. He should have continued being an ass kicking governor of Florida and waited it out. But all the attention that's being heaped on this guy and all this attention that's being heaped on even Gavin Newsom. And yet, really, even though Biden's not there, 
And you know, we talk yeah. about this all the time on the air. Yeah. This is a crossroads. Trump and Biden both represent something. Sure they do. That is either going to win out or it's going to lose, and that's going to be the future of this country. So I, I just get tired of all this time that is spent on these other people because it's obviously all about Trump and it's obviously all about Biden. Right. Yeah, so you know, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you? Does DeSantis doesn't have a chance? Does he? No. Well, I, I'll say no with an asterisk and a caveat. Okay? Right. Because um, if if things continue the way they are with Donald Trump, he runs the table. No doubt. Yeah. That he runs the table. And that all, and I agree with Tucker. That all began when Mar-a-Lago was raided. I saw that. Yeah, I finally and, saw that. With, uh, and, Roseanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the FBI guys went into his wife's uh, underwear. Right. And that's when people went, uh-uh, not in this country. We're not, we're not playing that game. In fact, I told you last week, that's when Tucker said he became a supporter of Donald Trump. I finally saw that interview over the weekend. It's yeah. like, yeah, he's like, it ain't, it, it ain't even really about Trump. Right. It's about what's going on. Right. And exactly I absolutely right. agree. And, and it is. Yeah. You know, Trump is not – He, Liz Cheney was talking over – or Lynn Cheney was talking – no, Liz. Liz, Liz, Liz yeah. Cheney. She really is that forgettable. But she, yeah, really is. <laughs> she really is. She was talking over the weekend about it's a cult of personality and they're going to vote for Donald Trump because of the cult of personality and so on and so forth. No. I'm no. telling you, it's not about Donald Trump. Donald Trump and the MAGA movement is what the Tea Party movement was. The, the Tea Party or the MAGA movement found Donald Trump as their representative. He didn't found the Tea Party. He didn't he tapped found into it. an idea That's that was it. already there. That's exactly yeah. right. And all these others don't know the first thing about it, whether you're talking about DeSantis or Nikki Haley or whoever. They don't know the first thing about MAGA America and people who want to you know, have our country be great, and they, they don't they don't understand it. Now, here's the caveat. If Trump is found guilty, and if he goes to jail, mm. there is a certain number, and I've read the polls of the independents, there's a certain number, and it's big, of the independents who will not support him at that point, that the indictment and a conviction changes the entire right. picture for him. So. I don't know. I no. I, I would. It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. And that's what they're rolling the dice on. That's what the bad that's, guys that's are rolling correct. the dice on. That's why they're doing it. All right, because they don't have to convince guys like you and me or Tucker about you know who they're going to vote for. Tucker said it in the interview. That's exactly who I'm going to vote for. That's right. You know. And just one quick reaction on the cult of personality. I believe if Trump went south on a few major issues that are important to his base, they would drop him. Yes. These are very issue based people. I believe, because I am. I think you are. Absolutely. If he took a different tack on the border, if he took a di- different tack on We're done. on on uh, national security, on illegal immigration, uh, you know, he people would drop him. So it's not a cult of personality. Nope. It's just kind of frosting on the cake that he's a weirdo and he's enjoyable to watch. All right. Right. Uh, but you're right. If they put his ass in jail, which is ultimately the goal. Then you know I, I don't know what the hell happens. <laughs> well, I really don't. You know he could still run and he could still be elected. Right. You know, at that point, constitutionally, there's nothing right. to prevent that from happening. Uh, but it would be an even tougher battle. Yeah. For him to fight not only that, but of course the cheating, the mail-in ballots, right. the ballot harvesting, and all the other stuff that they are going to do in order to try to win this, and then he's got the you know convicted criminal. Blah blah blah. That's going to be on ABC, the top of the hour. Oh, they're going to run with that twenty-four yeah. hours a day, seven days a week, every newscast. Donald yeah. Trump and you know going to prison. Donald Trump going to prison. You know, yeah. and enough people, as you call them, morons. Enough people <laughs> out there hear that kind of stuff. They're done. Yeah. Now, and these are the same people out there with the Palestinian flags. They're that stupid. They really are. So I think I the next year of this country's existence determines the rest of it. Going to be really interesting. <laughs> All right, Buckle your seatbelts. That's right. More Warren Rima coming up. I want to tell you about Lifestyles Unlimited and FinancialFreedomLivestream.com. I was listening to their radio show here on KTSA over the weekend. Boy, how informative is that? They're talking about inflation and how inflation eats into whatever it is you have put away, whether you've got a 401K or a savings account somewhere or something like that. But what is protected against inflation when it comes to your retirement? Real estate. Real estate. Because real estate will climb as does inflation or whatever. So your your holdings, what you own, is not going to be eaten up as badly if you have real estate. Now, that's what Lifestyles Unlimited does. They teach you how to invest in real estate and be a success investing in real estate. And you can do it 
from the privacy and comfort of your own couch if you want to. Check them out online at financialfreedomlivestream.com and be sure to use my name as your promo code because outstanding discounts if you do. Financialfreedomlivestream.com, promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. There's no better way to celebrate the holidays than... 737, Ware and Rima, 550 KTSA, FM, uh, 1071. So, Derek Chauvin. Yes. Um, the new documentary called The Fall of Minneapolis. I encourage everybody to, to watch it. I'm going to watch it this week. Are you? Yeah. An hour and 41 or 42 minutes, well worth it. Right. Yeah. Uh, this um, And, by the way, this uh, journalist who put this together, she has no axe to grind politically one way or the right. other. She's not pro-BLM. She's not anti-BLM. She's just looking for the facts. Good. That's what she's we need for, more of that. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And so what she did was she went and got the uh, – something you haven't heard ABC do, but she went and got the the uh, autopsy report. Right. So, okay, what did he die from? Did w- w- Were there injuries to his neck? No. Uh, what is, uh, you know, asphyxiation? Because that's what we heard. Dr. M- uh, Michael Bowden and all these other guys, yes, right. he died from uh, asphyxiation, you know, and all the politicians, he died from asphyxiation. Well, no, it's clear in the autopsy report he did not. What they in the autopsy report said he died from was uh, methamphetamine and fentanyl. That I would think that'd be enough <laughs> right, <laughs> for at least a mistrial. I mean, or I don't know how this works legally, but... You know, their whole premise is gone. Well, and they didn't let in the, the judge who had worked with the prosecutors when he wasn't a judge. Uh, he didn't let in a lot of evidence that, that should have been admitted. He kept out a lot of right. stuff that, you know, could have helped, could have been exculpatory, really, for Derek Chauvin. One of the things that he kept out was um, th- that was a the, the kneeling on the back and the neck is a technique that is taught by yeah. police forces. Because uh, didn't the chief even, I forget who it was, said, uh, well, that's not part of our training. And then uh, I guess it's an absolute lie because it, it truly is. It as, is as in we their found training. out. In fact, she showed it in, in the fall of, of Minneapolis. She showed it. Right. The training manual. She had all the manuals. Where Here it is. And he, under oath, perjured himself because he under oath said, no, I've never seen that before. We don't use that technique. So on. So fast forward, Chauvin gets 22 years, you know, right. in, in prison. <clears throat> he is taken to a federal prison in Arizona recently. Right. Where we learned that he was stabbed. Yeah. And by another inmate. Now some facts are coming to light. Friday night, news dump, when everybody's turned off and not paying attention. Right. The facts about the stabber come to light. So he is a guy by the name of John Terskak. He's 52 years old. He's a white guy. Right. Okay. But he says that he stabbed Derek Chauvin on Black Friday to show solidarity with BLM. I did, I did hear this right. Did you hear yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How does that work? Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> the other thing that doesn't work is he's a white guy from the Mexican mafia. Right. Um, LMA, I saw that. Really, um, that's that's unusual. Maybe they've become an equal yeah, opportunity. They're whatever, pretty diverse. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that doesn't work either. But what really got interesting for me about all this: number one, he stabbed him twenty-two times, and Chauvin survived. Right? They didn't tell his parents. They didn't his mom. They did not tell his attorneys. In fact, they don't know his condition other than he's stable. But they don't know anything else God. about how he is. The FBI. The FBI came to the prison and did the interview. What you have to understand about this is that the FBI doesn't do that. When one inmate attacks another inmate, the FBI doesn't get involved. It's not their jurisdiction. No, it's not. It's not what they do. This is for the prison to take care of, and if you need to call in like a local police force or something, that's what you do. But the FBI, oh, wait a minute. Not only is the white dude in the Mexican mafia, not only was he (laughs) serving... A 30-year sentence, which I'll come back to, but he was an FBI informant. Oh, really? I hadn't yes, heard that. Yes. He oh, was wow. A, yes. That's convenient. He had deep ties to the FBI. And so the FBI comes in, and they interview him, and then they shuffle him off to another prison real quick. The FBI right, does. Right, So all of this is just, you know, <clears throat> hmm, that's a little weird, don't you think? And then finally, I think the cherry on top of all of it, the dude had a 30-year sentence. He's been in prison since the 1990s. In fact, he has served 
27 years of his 30 years. Yeah, wow. So do you really think in the last three years of his sentence, he's going to do something that's going to keep him locked up maybe forever, do you think? I don't know. The whole thing smells. It does, doesn't it? Pretty badly. And uh, is anything going to happen? No. You, you act. We already live in a banana republic. Okay, Chauvin was going to jail. He was already convicted before that thing went to trial. Hundred percent. They tied his ass to a stake for the BLM movement and this business to you know ratify this business of the cops are all racist and evil. That was the narrative that they wanted to push, and Derek Chauvin served that purpose. That's where we live now. That's the United States of America in 2023. How many people died during the George Floyd riots? Like over two dozen. Oh yeah. It was like 25 people yep. were killed, mm-hmm. lost their lives because of those, because of the riots, mm-hmm. the so-called peaceful protests. Does anybody give a crap about them? Nope. No, it's it's about the politics and, and the narrative of it. And Shalvin's never going to see the light of day. I don't think he's going to survive. No. They moved him to from this prison where in uh, in, Phil- in uh, Minneapolis or in Minnesota, which was a fairly secure prison. To this one in Arizona, right? That where they've had shootings inside yeah, the prison and knifings inside the prison. It's understaffed. They've had crime, you know, violence inside the prison. It's known for being kind of slipshod, and that's where they move. Kind of like uh, Epstein, one of the most high-profile convicts or prisoners on the earth, and they move him to a prison that sucks. Why? So they can kill him. Uh, that's right, because somebody wants him dead. Well, they got to kill him. Yeah, they they do not want him to come out and start talking about what the facts are. Number one, the facts are of the case, right? The other thing that came up in the fall of Minneapolis, um, one of the reasons why all of that BLM stuff happened and all the rioting in the streets happened, and one of the reasons they pushed this narrative knowing it wasn't true, one of the reasons was Donald Trump. When, oh, yeah. you, when you had what was happening at the time, you had that takeoff and then the pandemic, all that right. was acting to go against Donald Trump. But what you had was a very complacent Democrat youth. They were just not interested in voting. Right. They weren't going to vote for Joe Biden, right? There was no, no way they were going to show up to support Joe Biden. And so how do we get the Democrat liberal youth fired up and engaged in America? Ah, look at this. Well, it worked. We can tell this narrative, right? We can tell this narrative, and they'll come out. Not only will they get in the streets, but they'll show up at the polls for change. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And, and plus, you know, it supports the narrative that we're a racist country, and oh, sure. Donald Trump is a white supremacist. It reinforces all that crap. And uh, there's another uh, side effect that serves them. they got violence in the streets. Mm-hmm. we got less cops in the streets. we got more crime. Because I think it's all tied in to the... the cashless bail and the progressive uh, sentencing and all that crap. They want this crap going on in the streets. And if they could take down their political opponents by accusing them of racism, so, you know, everybody wins. But Chauvin, yeah, he's doomed. He was doomed from the the moment he put his his knee on that guy's neck. And so did you hear, I mean, you heard about this because you pay attention to you know, alternative news sources, but did any of the mainstream media uh, talk about this? Say, no. Yesterday morning during their their, talk, their gab shows, did anybody no. bring up what we just talked about with, with, with Chauvin and the guy who stabbed him and the FBI connections? No, nobody talked about that. Well, yeah, these are people who are disinterested in America turning into a banana republic as long as they think it serves their side of things. But you know what? Next time that they need someone to reinforce a narrative... And your life is the one that'll satisfy that. They ain't gonna give a crap they that you're a Democrat. Care. They don't care. You'll go down just like Shalvin did. That's exactly right. You know, maybe you're a white cop who happens to vote, you know, Democrat. Maybe you're uh, just some random white person that finds himself in some circumstance. A D after your name ain't gonna save you. No, it's not. They just threw this guy away. Yep. Look at all much. the people that are still sitting in jail because of January sixth. You know, who haven't even had a trial yet. Uh, 200. Two, two, 200? Yeah, it's 200. something absurd yeah. like that. Yeah. It sent the one guy away for most of his life, and he wasn't even there. Yeah. You live in a banana republic. Pretty much. We're here. It's pre- Look, Trump's just the top of that pyramid. They're doing this left and right. Sure they are. 
to anybody they don't like yep. or anybody that's necessary. So when you look at the you know all the connections this guy had and the FBI comes in and they yeah, you know on, take man. him out of that prison after he was an informant, paid informant by the way. Right. Paid informant of the FBI. I just think that a lot of this is it's a little strange, don't you it's think? It's a little quinky dinky. Yeah, from <laughs> from my taste. All right, quick break more wearing rhyme coming up. You know, at Bridgehead IT, it's about taking care of your business and cyber threats are evolving at a record pace and cyber attack can be devastating to your business and that's why you need cybersecurity partner that you can trust and that partner is Bridgehead IT. They work closely with you to create a customized cybersecurity strategy that aligns with your business objectives and whatever vulnerabilities you have. And then they proactively monitor, detect, and neutralize threats before they can harm your business. And they have round-the-clock monitoring, which ensures your business is protected all the time. And with Bridgehead as your cybersecurity partner, you can focus on growing your business, knowing that it's safe from cyber attacks by the best in the field, don't wait until it's too late. Get in touch with Bridgehead IT today at 210-477-7999. To Warren Rima, KTSA. Well, this is kind of funny. I'm sorry, this is making the rounds all over the place. Business Insider put out a study where they're talking to millennials who are now in their 40s, 30s, 40s. And they're upset with their boomer grandparents, by and large, because their boomer grandparents, instead of babysitting their kids and helping them out, are like taking off, you know, traveling. Uh, in fact, I know a lot of boomers who are doing that. They got RVs and they're just traipsing around the world, around the country, and seeing stuff. And millennials are upset because they're not hanging out and taking care of their kids for them. And this has made the millennials sad. Gen X doesn't give a crap. <laughs> <laughs> Our parents have been avoiding us for the entire run. We know what it's. A, I saw a great meme over the weekend. Gen X uh, raised on hose water and neglect. That's right. You know what I mean? So it's just. I just thought it was kind of funny that yeah, of course the millennials want grandpappy and grandmom to like be watching their kids and taking care of stuff instead of you know going off and enjoying their retirement or anything like that. Look, you, you millennials. <laughs> You're just fortunate and lucky and count your stars that they waited until you were gone before yes. they took off. Right. Now when <laughs> when they take off when you're, you know, thirteen <laughs> You know what I mean? Like with, gen- with my generation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You wake up. Parents. And where'd they go? What parents? Mom and dad. Where's the gray-headed people that slept in that room down the hallway? They're yeah. gone. And you for know? you millennials, okay, Gen Z's coming up, man. All right, yeah. They're going to want the same damn thing from you even more, except exactly they're never right. moving out. That's so exactly there you right. go. <laughs> I just thought that was kind of fun. Typical millennial thing, man. Typical millennial complaint. Hey, where'd grandma and grandpa go? I want to go live. Yeah. they got to watch my kids for me. I was, uh, you know, yeah, over the weekend, I'm doing some serious introspection about all that stuff, and I'm thinking, you know, the girls, uh, one is soon to be 19, the other soon to be 17. She's going to be 17 in a couple of weeks. Whew, man, we're getting closer to being, getting on a road, mama. We're getting real Are you guys, close. Is that what you're going to do? Is that oh, what you want to do? No, well. Travel? I, 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 oh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm, right. I'm definitely going to increase my travel quotient. I don't think it's going to be in an RV and just take off and disappear. Right. I don't think I'm going to do that. But you never know. You, ne- you just never know. Well, I so. never will because my kids are never moving out. See, like when my <laughs> when the daughter gets married, and you know, they'll in. just move in, you know, and then the kid, the grandkids will be all living there. We're all just going to be one big happy family wow, forever. That's amazing. So I don't have to even worry about this question. Do you understand? Yeah. No, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> a getaway for me is going to the bathroom right. and shutting the door, yes. dude. So I don't care. That's exactly right. And I don't right. care. It doesn't bother me. I'm fine with it, yeah. you know. But, uh, you know, that's, that's that's what we got in store. Well, I, I saw that, you know, Fox, <laughs> Fox was doing that story earlier about how, you know, baby boomers are taking off, man, getting right. out of here as quick as they can. And good for them if you can afford to do it. My pa- my old pastor, a guy that uh, I went through communion with and all that, uh, he's a good old boy from Tennessee, and he's all retired now, and he and his wife, they just they don't have an address they just roll around the country in their rv couldn't be happier she still works but she can work from a laptop so it doesn't matter where they are and god bless them that's man. Right. if that's what you want to do i think it's great one of the agents with our travel company is the same way she and her husband he he retired several years ago and they bought an airstream one of those one of those silver ones look like oh, a big yeah, aluminum yeah. Those can are cool. they're yeah. very cool very retro and they had it you right. know, tricked out the way they wanted it tricked out and they don't, they don't have a house. I, well, I, I, I don't want to misspeak. Maybe they have somewhere that's you know, kind of like a home base, but right. they live on the road. 
That's, That's what good. they good do. For that, man. You know what? They love it. At first, it's it's an adjustment, right? Because well, sure. you're in a little thing with the same person every single day. <laughs> you really see if your marriage is, you know, <laughs> right. tight when you go I into that a situation. Extra space, man. honey. Right, right. But uh, she does all of the travel company work on the laptop, wow. like we were talking about, sitting inside of that that RV while they're traveling. And they've seen more of America and, indeed, the world than they they saw in their entire yeah. life. That's it. So you millennials, raise your own damn kids, That's man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Make Mama some, and Papa are taking off, all right? <laughs> Make some sacrifices. That's right. <laughs> I, I did have this other story briefly here. Um, Wallet Hub did a survey of people asking what they planned on. We had the talk, oh, yeah, we had the talk yesterday yeah. about Christmas and uh, what are we, who are we buying for and how much we got to <laughs> spend and all those kinds of things. And Because uh, my wife is a brilliant strategist when it comes right. to things like that and when it comes to budgeting she's just phenomenal i wouldn't have two cents if it was just me oh, I, I'm, I really I'm in would, the same situation i would yeah. not and so anyway uh wallet hub uh, more than a third of americans are saying i'm not buying gifts uh, more than a it. third well they can't do it those they just can't huge. yeah that's a lot it's, it's a sea change but they can't they can't do it I mean, we're doing a Dollar Tree Christmas, but we're, you know, we're, we're, we made choices yeah. and stuff. But for the average person who's just trying to make it, yeah, I don't know how you take on all that stuff for Christmas this year. Well, and here's CPS this week. We need uh, more money from you guys, of you course. know. And so, and people are taking out second and third and fourth credit cards to be oh, able yeah. to just pay their bills these days. So they're not going to be able to, to do Christmas. So. Yeah, and the credit cards stack up on you, man, real quick. <laughs> and <laughs> so do. does the interest, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. All right, more Wear and Ryman coming up at 8.05 KTSA. The price of everything has gone up. Everyone is. In the 12 or so years that we've known each other and the, what, five years that we've been doing the show? It's been five years. I, it has been. Is it? I think Something so. Something like that, yeah. Time flies when you have fun, man. Yeah, it does. It goes um, quick. <laughs> you, you, you have probably heard me say that I'm not for any more laws. We have too many laws. Yeah. And if I were to run for office, I would run on a, I'm taking laws off the books. I'm stripping some laws, That's it. man. That's it. We're going to get rid of laws. But <laughs> I'm going to make one exception. Governor Abbott, in the next two weeks, is yeah. going to sign a law that I think is a good one. And what it does is it makes coming into Texas illegally a state crime. Right. Good. Now, he would not have to do this, right, if Joe Biden were doing his job in constitutionally right. what he's supposed to do. This is why Joe Biden is, is a treasonous traitor. Oh, I agree. Because he's not protecting the border of the United States. In fact, one of the first things he did was got rid of the border. It doesn't exist anymore. Like right? the second day, man. Yeah. He was rolling back these Trump refugee policies. Right. So, yes, uh, Greg Abbott was late to the party, and I've called him out on that. But he has also done some good things. Number one good thing was busing these people up to a place <laughs> where they had no idea what was going on. And now they're like, whoa, this is a big deal. Well, and he was going with their own invitation. These were all sanctuary cities. That's so correct. we sent him some. That's correct. <laughs> the other thing he did was the razor wire that Joe Biden immediately sent troops down there to cut the razor right, wire. Right. But in all the things that he's done, including the floaties out in the water, and that does not harm any navigational problems in the river, leave those floaties out there. And he's already said he's going to. So the other thing he's done is he's shifted now the concentration of the cartels from Texas to Arizona and San Diego. Because they don't have the same stuff right. that we have. Oh, well. But in two weeks, he's going to sign this law that's going to make it a state crime to enter Texas illegally. And all police force, whether you're sheriffs or whatever in the state of Texas, all law enforcement will then be empowered to e arrest illegal aliens who are in the state of Texas. Oh, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Absolutely, because, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not a constitutional scholar, but I know that uh, the primary responsibility of the president and of the federal government is to protect our borders. You That's number one, that and they're not it. doing it. Yep. Now, how long do you think it takes uh, when this law goes into effect, which I absolutely support? How long does it take before Nuremberg and some of the other uh, mayors of some of these other cities put out their proclamations. Well, we think this is an illegal law. This is the federal government's job, so we're not going to honor it or we're not going to enforce it. Right. right. I mean, you know they're going to go in that direction. Well, yes, they are. First thing that's going to happen, I think, and they, they've already you know, uh, signaled they're going to do this, is the Biden administration is going to bring a court action against oh, of course. the law. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because they don't we'll want, get sued. Yeah, yeah, they don't want anybody arrested here in the streets. You know, They want everybody who wants to come here 
uh, illegally to come here illegally. You know, we don't have any border. Uh, so they're going to challenge this, and if, you know, history, recent history is any indication, uh, I don't think the governor's going to pay much attention to their challenge. Oh, I don't think he will. <laughs> now, you you brought up Nirenberg and local folks. I think one of the first things that happens to somebody like um, Javier is going to say, don't you arrest anybody, you know, you encounter... Well, that's what somebody. I'm saying. I'm kind of yeah. waiting for that. That'll be the next thing here locally. Yeah, they're going to give the warning. part of the course here. Yeah. They do that stuff all the time. Yeah. Makes me think... You remember Jan Brewer when she was the governor of Arizona and <laughs> yeah. she met Barack on the tarmac with the letter? Yes. Remember that? Yes, I do. Because that's what they were going to do. or In fact, they were starting to do in Arizona. This right. was prior to Biden when, you know... Things were not not great uh, as far as uh, illegal Im- uh, immigration was concerned, but they had passed that law out there. And what we heard was profiling. They're going to be profiling people, and just pro- remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they're brown. Yeah, yeah. and that, yeah. When it, as soon as I heard about the Abbott law, that was my immediate thought: is well, we're not going to participate in this racist law as a city. It's not who we are. Blah blah, stinking blah. So we'll see how that pans out. But look, the, the, the larger question, and I, I think you, know, you and I talk about this all the time with the border. It's intentional. Sure it is. This is what they want. They wanted an open border. They got an open border, and they want it to continue to be. I mean, we, we don't talk about it as much, and people in general don't talk about it as much because of all this other stuff that's going on, especially with Israel. But it hasn't stopped. I mean, they're still flowing across the border. It's got worse. I, I think, you know, God bless him for leveling that island and redirecting the cartels. Because, again, they've been sitting on that island for how many, uh, how many years, and the federal government wasn't doing anything. That's American territory that we had lost. So I, I applaud him. I, I you know, and he, I think he's getting sued about the floaties too. And yeah, they want oh, him to no, take yeah. Those down. They, they, the uh, a judge, a federal judge, said he's got to take those floaties away, and he says, "I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to leave them right there." So, and I hope he does. I hope he continues to do what he's doing, because if for no other reason, right, he's calling attention to this major problem. And you're right. You don't hear much about it anymore, but it's actually gotten worse. These oh, trains yeah. are coming up with people hanging off these trains, oh, left, yes, like the Afghanis hanging on the yeah. airplane trying to get out, you know? Well, hell, you're seeing it in your own neighborhood. You're yeah. seeing it here in San Antonio. If you're not, you're not. You're choosing to look away from it, but it's, it's all around you. So God bless him for at least looking out for Texas. I mean, I don't dispute. I, I, I imagine the guy's got bigger ambitions, you know, down the road. Maybe so. But again, this is the moment to be an ass-kicking governor of your state. Like I was saying about DeSantis a little while ago. Christy Noam knows it. Abbott knows it. Mm. Okay, in this moment, you need to be looking out for your state. And especially Texas, we're the ones, uh, sorry, taking the biggest brunt of this illegal immigration thing, which I think was intentional to flood Texas with these people. Obviously, they want that to happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, How how many of these folks that we end up on the streets and end up committing violent crimes that we then find out we're here illegally and they're part of this uh this recent wave from over the past three years so they obviously want this to happen and especially they want it to happen to texas so if he ain't doing nothing who is well first of all he has a moral and legal responsibility Absolutely. right uh, as does uh biden but he's a traitorous treason yeah. treasonous traitor uh but he's you know he's uh, at least trying to do stuff we talked last week about the information i had uncovered first of all the head of the federal protection service has said they pulled all their guys off of the buildings yeah. and the monuments to send them down there to be Uber drivers taking illegals to doctor's appointments and hospitals and stuff like that. They're making right? snack runs for them. Yes, now. they are. <laughs> and then we had uh, the, the woman who's the head of the agency that oversees the air marshals, the guys that ride in the airplanes disguised like you right. and me, like everyday people, to make sure that Muslim terrorists don't take over the airplanes and crash them into buildings anymore. Well, they've been taken out of the airplanes. We don't have any air marshals anymore. And they've been taken down to the border. And so you've got all this exposure of our airplanes and of our monuments right. and of our federal buildings while you have known terrorists coming into the country, free for all. You know, they're coming in here so they can do whatever they want to do. So if... And probably the correct word is when an attack happens here in America. You know, at least Greg Abbott can say, I'm doing all I can do to try to keep these people out, and the federal government is fighting me every inch of the way. Look, we say it all the time. Your biggest enemy right now is your own government. Amen. Amen. That's who we're fighting against. That's, you know, that's the big bad thing. And and you're right. How long is it going to take? Look, 
we got a major election coming up uh, this year. Uh, you know, obviously uh, they need things to go bad. So I, I would suspect, and I think you would too, that there's going to come an attack. It's going to come over the next year. And all they have to do is say, hey, go active. To all these people we've been letting in, uh, just stroll across the border. Hey, it's okay, t- uh, tomorrow's the day, or they pick a date. Go active. I don't care what you do. Blow people up, shoot them, stab them, do whatever. You know, it'll be that kind of an attack. Maybe a couple with some kind of a cyber thing, but yeah. God bless Greg Abbott for doing something. Well, Imagine how much worse it would be if he weren't doing anything. Well, that's what, I, that's, that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? And, and he said over the weekend, extraordinary danger with the numbers of young male Chinese nationals who are coming oh, across God. the border. Yeah. Just since October, he said this on, on Bartiromo's show, I guess it was yesterday, just since October 1, 6,500 young male Chinese nationals have come across the border just since October 1. Right, right. That's army size to me. Well, it's army size, but then you couple that with all the people who are flowing in from these other states. Right. Uh, uh, you know, Syrians, Yemenis, you know, anybody who's coming in. Afghanis who are coming in. Uh, and, uh, again, you've got a lot of operatives both from the Chinese government, I would assume, uh, young men, and also a lot of young men coming in from terrorist-sponsoring states, what do you think they're going to do? Why do you think they're coming here? Well, of course. You know, I mean, you see a lot of folks coming over the border from, you know, right across the border and their families, but for the most part, these are all single men. I mean, I, I told you, I drove down there a couple of months mm-hmm. ago, and single dudes getting off those buses. Yep. They're all over that neighborhood. Why? Yep. Why are they here? I think so, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it'll be time to arrest a few of them under state law in about two weeks. Well, it'll be interesting to see which cities decide to abide by that and don't. It'll be fun. Yeah. All right, quick break. More Warren Ryman coming up. Foundation Support Specialists at foundationsupportspecialist.com are on your side in fighting the problem of a foundation failure. Uh, for most of us, our homes are our largest investment, right? You want to take care of it. You want it to last and you want it to look beautiful, but, but if you've got a foundation problem, uh, it could end up costing you tens of thousands of dollars, if not maybe you know 100000 or more. So you want to make sure that you have the right company on the job, somebody who's going to come out and give you a free, no-obligation foundation inspection. And that is Foundation Support Specialist at foundationsupportspecialist.com. If you need work, they'll talk with you about the work. They guarantee their work in writing for the life of the structure with a transferable warranty. If you don't need work, well, they're just going to tell you that as well. Great people ready to take care of your foundation issues around here. That's Foundation Support Specialist at foundationsupportspecialist.com. AccuWeather forecast, sun and clouds with a high around 70 today. It looks just gorgeous right now. It's a 53 at KTSA. Good morning as we get into our commute. Say an FM 1071. 821, Trey Ware with Sean Rima, KTSA. Well, I got some AI stories. You want to talk about artificial intelligence? <sighs> couple of stories. First off, I guess the Napoleon movie is doing really well. Yeah. I have no desire to see it. No. I'm so sick of Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. I'm just sick of him, so I'm not interested. But I, it's doing very well. Ridley Scott has been one of my favorite directors for a long time. Alien, Blade Runner, mm-hmm. you know, Thelma and Louise, done a lot of great flicks. Gladiator, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And he came out, uh, he's doing an interview about the movie. He said, you know, AI is going to ruin us all. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But he, you know, and it's the guy that brought us Blade Runner, which the whole premise of the movie was about uh, robots that are more human than human. He says, when you have computers that can make another computer that's smarter than the computer that made it, how do you put that genie back in the bottle? You don't. And he brought up the art thing, which I've brought up before, in that, yeah, you know, AI can do a great painting, AI can do a great bit of music. But he says, "I, I have to believe that people will eventually pick up on it's just got no soul it's got no humanity there's no real human experience behind that so is there any real value to it the other ai story is uh we we have something called nature synthesis which is some kind of scientific journal and they put out a a story that artificial intelligence could figure out a way in about six weeks to produce oxygen on mars Something that would take humans, this report estimates, years to figure out. So, you know, I think the whole AI thing, it's like I say all the time, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I think it's going to be a lot of really cool stuff that's going to happen in the beginning. But eventually, Trey, it's going to kill us all. It's going to, the toaster <laughs> ovens are going to turn on us. 
All right, it's going to gonna start whacking human beings left and right, man. Or, or we're just going to be so plugged into it, we're not even living our lives. It'll be the Matrix, and we're all just sitting in a bubble, you know, a plastic egg somewhere, you know, and our bodies will power the, uh, the machines, and they'll just use us like ever-readies. I'm not even going to pretend like I know who these guys are, Ridley Scott. I've seen the movies. Right, I saw those right. movies. Oh, he's a, he's you're you're, into, director. you're yeah. into those guys. Uh, Oppenheimer director Christopher Nolan, yeah. he also sounded off on it. He said AI is going to put humanity in jeopardy, and he warned about putting AI in charge of our military. Yes. Yeah. Uh, kind of so, worries me, too. You know, uh, it's bad enough that we got Joe Biden going around going, Hey, that guy over there—he walks around with me all the time. He's got the code, you know. It's like, <laughs> you, so you want to give you want to give those codes to uh, AI, uh, Tim Burton, you know? Oh, has he come out Be- against it? Beetlejuice, too? man, what a! I, I loved Beetlejuice oh, when it first flick. came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said that it removes the soul out of art. It something, does something that you have said, and and I have echoed that. James Cameron from Terminator oh, yeah. series. He said, you don't want to be doing this. He said, I warned you guys in 1984, and you you (laughs) did did not listen. He did. Absolutely he did. So, um, you know, again, there's going to be good and bad to AI. It's going to go both ways. However, um, I think its biggest opponent is going to be Big Pharma. And and if anybody has the money Mm. and the influence with Congress to make changes worldwide with, with all the Congresses and parliaments and everything around the world, is big pharma. And and here's why I say that. You're talking about oxygen on Mars where it would be habitable uh, for all of us. Um, you know, this stuff is going, AI is going to be able to cure disease. Big pharma, since, the, since you know, polio was taken care of and Jonas Salk, big pharma has made sure that we do not cure disease anymore. We do not. What we do is right. we manage symptoms of disease with how many pills can we give you. Look, once it became legal for Big Pharma to advertise on television and radio, which mm-hmm. was the early 90s, mm-hmm. okay, that in, we gave rise to a Frankenstein monster. Because you're right, they don't want to cure nothing. We don't. And I know, I've lived it. They yeah. don't want to cure nothing, man. And so, yeah, they're going to have an issue with uh, machines that can actually cure disease. Uh, but you, then you, you also then start tripping into the medical ethics territory. And right. What have you heard me say? You, you, yeah. That's the do deal. You want, do you want AI at some point develop, you know, determining quality of life for folks? Because we're already kind of there with humans making that choice. Sure. Well, think about this. Uh, you know, um, your 90-year-old grandmother or whatever who sits down every Sunday and she's got that pill box and there's 10 pills on Monday and 10 right. pills on Tuesday and 10 hey, pills on Monday. I'm there. <laughs> okay. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So you think Big Pharma wants that to go away? No. No, 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 no. But if AI has its way and we actually tell AI, just like you found oxygen to, to, to so we could inhabit um, Mars, go ahead and cure cancer. Whoa. Whoa. It's look. It's going to happen, but again, you know, at what cost? I think is really. Right. I think what everybody's afraid of. At, at what cost will we achieve these wonderful things? But I think you're right. Big farmers going to be a big obstacle Ooh. in the way. They're not. They don't want this. Uh uh-uh. uh uh-huh. You know, at all. They don't want disease uh, cure. They do not. No, they don't. So it, it's a battle a coming between AI. It, the the problem with AI is that it's moving so fast. Well, it, it, I mean, the, the progression the of it is just unrelenting. So I, I don't I, I think Ridley Scott's right. I don't know how we get in front of it. Yeah, because really, that's what we're talking about. Elon had talked about this, you know, a year ago that by the time the big bad thing happens, it'll be too late to do anything about the big bad thing. Right. So right. I don't know. I think it's making a lot of people happy, but uh, I, I'm kind of on the side of I don't think it, it's good. well, it's going <laughs> to it's, it's going to be very rough. It's going to be very rough. If we don't find a way to control it, it will control us. And then, just like just like another great director, Stanley Kubrick said, oh, yeah. when he showed you, what was that, 1969? Yep. That, you know, the machine wakes up one day and realizes you're the problem and you've got to go. You look at the directors you just listed off. They're like novelists. Specula- it's now called speculative fiction, but it used to be science fiction. Orwell. Okay, these guys took what was going on now. And basically let it go to its furthest edge and told a story about it. So science fiction writers and science fiction movie makers, filmmakers, tend to be people who really do have kind of an eye on the future and where things can end up. And a lot of these people are real nervous watching this AI thing on Very concerned. Yeah.
Well, it's 828 with Ware and Rima and KTSA. More coming up at 835. Alamo water softeners and the holiday season. Well, they go hand in hand from a from a great pure heart and a great pure family at Alamo Water Softeners, taking care of you and your family and your water needs. Alamo Water Softeners is all about that. And right now, you can give the gift of pure, clean water to your home with a great special right now at Alamo Water Softeners. You can purchase a new water softener from Alamo Water Softeners and get yourself a free reverse osmosis drinking water system. I drink water all day long at my house, and every drop comes from our reverse osmosis drinking water system, and I love it. I hope you'll make an online appointment today with one of their whole home specialists. Get a free water analysis and customized options that are tailor-made for your home. Whether you got a brand spanking new home or it's been around for 100 years, doesn't matter. Alamo Water Softeners will come up with a solution to your water problems, whether it's a water softener, filtration, or an absolutely free reverse osmosis drinking water system. Get one of their whole home specialists to come out and do that water analysis for free when you log on to their website at alamowatersofteners.com. Lab-grown diamond wholesale prices have crashed. TSA. You know, just a couple of quick things. Um, I play the sound of Joe um, unedited and <laughs> in context because when I hear him on ABC, right, right, they... Uh, and, and it's not just ABC. Um, they're just under my skin for a lot of reasons. But um, what they do is they take his speech, which is a word salad mess. Yeah. It is a mess. Oh, yeah. And they will move words around, and they really dress it up so that when they play the sound on the radio or on television, boy, he sounds like he's on top of it. and <laughs> hey, He's brilliant and all that kind of stuff, right? Right. But he's not. I mean, no. he's sick. There's something sick about Joe Biden right now, physically ill. We both of us believe it's dementia. But I think he's stage three. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. So I, I want to play a couple of pieces of sound. Uh, I'll do number uh, number three first here, Jimmy. He had the Kennedy Center winners over at the White House because that's a safe thing. They didn't fly him to <laughs> Dubai for right. the climate change thing that they were doing in, in Dubai because I don't think they have the confidence that he can stay on script. He can't finish a sentence. Correct. Yeah. So here he is at the White House. It's Billy Crystal and Queen Latifah and all these people that are there that were honored at the Kennedy Center, and, and he was giving them some props. <laughs> and he was talking about Queen Latifah here, and, uh, well, this speaks for itself. And by the way... With other movies and movies, she's earned a Golden Globe and a Primetime Enemy. Glad <laughs> well, he didn't say Enema. <laughs> well, that's what I thought he said at first. And right. I, and I went back and I went, wait a minute. Did he say? Did he say it, Jimmy? Yeah. Oh. And by the way, with other movies and movies, she's earned a Golden Globe and a Primetime Enemy. See, I mean that's the thing enemy. you think he's, he's going to say. Oh, right? God. Right. Okay. So then he said to Billy Crystal, uh, you know, I don't want to praise him too much because, you know, he'll probably primary me, and if he did, he would win, you know, that kind of thing. Dude, a fold-out chair could beat you in the primary. At this, at this point. <laughs> right. So, and that's why they're not having a primary. Right. So let's go to cut number one, Jimmy, and this is him. Now, there's no sound of him talking, but what I, I want to describe what's going on here. Right. He wraps up the speech. They're all sitting up on the stage. He goes over in this very stiff manner where you look into his eyes and there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. And he shakes their hands very robotically, moving to the next one and the next one, not even looking at them while he's shaking their hands. He's just gazing off into nothingness. Right. Then he turns to the crowd and he does that point thing, <laughs> meaning, where do I go? Right. right? He's right. pointing, where do I go? His wife stands up, comes up to the stage, takes him by the hand. Oh, my God. Helps him down off the stage and leads him by the hand out of the room. Go, Jimmy. Let it roll. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Distinguished guests, please remain in your seats as the president and the first lady and the honorees depart. So here he is, <laughs> shaking shaking their hands, not even looking at them. Uh, where am I? Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. And then he turned, <laughs> the music and, is ridiculous. and his wife said, come here, come Joe. On, come here, Joe. C come here, Joe, and then takes him by the hand and leaves him away. You know, um, it's, this is not to make fun of him. This is to point out that they are dressing this guy up yeah. 
He's the same guy that when John Kerry and Kamala were at this this thing uh, in Dubai over the weekend about climate change, he's going to give another three billion dollars <sighs> to the UN so they can redistribute it to you know dictators who basically hate us, right? right? And th- th- you know that's all that is. But he said, if we stay on track with what we're doing right now, we will reach our goals and be successful by 2020. <laughs> he's, he's not there, man. By he when? 2020, that's great. Yeah, he's a few years off. That already happened, Joe. Now, they had to put him on a wrist leash. You know, he's going to get a wrist leash well, and attach that to uh, uh, Jill's wrist, you know, or whoever they need to. No, he, he ain't there. I said last week, you're going to start seeing him sitting down a lot more because that's the next thing to go is his ability to walk. Or Kamala doing more of the official stuff. Well, they're, like yeah, they're going to have to. And I, I, I'm still not unconvinced they ain't going to want her in there anyway Correct. because, you know, they can make her do whatever they want to make her do. But he, they're, 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 there's no way they can keep putting that guy in front of a camera. And they have to know it. They have to know it. How many clenches do you think are going on when that guy's in front of a camera and they're just sitting there going, well, what well to do next? Let, let's go back to last week, DeSantis and Newsom debate, right? Right. Do you think Joe Biden could have stood where either of those guys no. were? No. No way. No, he can't do anything resembling a debate. That's why they got to get rid of they, him. They can't, they can't. There is nothing he could do. You know, there's no way he could have done what they did last week. Not well, you, one you, way. you can't make the argument against Trump if you put those two guys in the same room and expect a debate. Won't happen. Okay, Trump just merely walks in and people will see the difference. Okay, they're not that far in age. Uh, what is it, like three or four, four or five years or something like that as far as the age difference? It's a difference. couple of years, yeah. But it's all about ability. It's where you are. That's it. That's and it. And he's just not there anymore. He's going downhill. I'm glad you said the thing about age because can an 80 year old be president? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, sure, it an 80 year old. Yeah. yeah, it depends on what they got going or don't up here. No, Bruce Willis isn't even 80 yet. He's barely in his mid early 70s, I yeah. think, or late. No, no, late. He's not even in his 70s yet, and he's well, got dementia. Go. There you go. So it it hits folks, and you have to deal with the reality of where people are. Sure. Okay, you got Joe Biden. You can barely finish a sentence. Now he's the leader of the free world. So everybody's watching him, and everybody knows what's going on, including the bad guys. Sure, you drop Clint Eastwood on the movie set; he's ninety-three, and he's still going to direct a movie. It's just it depends on where you are. In other words, there's nothing critical of a person as a person if you are are willing to acknowledge what is the honesty of their state. Okay, he he can't do the gig. Everybody knows Joe Biden can't do the gig. And the fact that they keep shoving him out here. We've talked for years about how his family must not really give much of a crap about that guy. They, they don't. Jill Biden's been riding his ass for, uh, or riding his tails for a long time. Well, that's what this is about. They don't care that he, it's sick. Yeah. I mean, it really is elder abuse at this point. If you were doing this to your mom or dad and they were in the same state. How many times have we the, said that? The, the authorities, the, the state guys would be paying you a visit. They absolutely, they would. You know, they, they so would. Uh, it's sick. And they're just going to keep shoving him out there. But they're, they're, there's only so much they're going to be able to do the worse it gets. Well, I, I don't think he's going to be the nominee. I, don't, I do not no, think, I think he's going to be the I guy. Think right. I think they're either going to put Kamala in there or... Because she's a mess herself, helicopter somebody in, but that's got to be a black female. If you're if you're going to replace, I don't know if it has to be. I mean, I I think they also will assume because that's who they are that well, I don't know if people are too racist to go with a black woman. We might have to put a white guy in there like Gavin Newsom. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But I I do know, damn Skippy, it ain't going to be Biden. No. It can't possibly There's be no Biden. There's no way. Okay, the other thing I wanted to bring up to here just briefly, the story in uh, in California, Los Angeles homeowner was in his house with grandmother and grandkids, right? Right. And three bad guys break into the house. They've got some sort of weapon, I believe it was a gun, uh, and started to go after him, and he pulled out his revolver inside, I don't know if it's a revolver, his pistol inside of his own home. Right. Right. Shot one of them and killed him. The other two take off, right? And he chases them out in the street, and they they run. They leave their car behind and, and all those kind of things. Uh, the grandmother and the child uh, are safe today, and so is he, because he was armed. Right. And he wasn't afraid to use it. Uh, again, this administration and this government and the Democrats as a whole would like to deprive <laughs> that man and all of us of our ability to be able to protect ourselves and our loved ones because they want to take our guns away. And they're doing it in an insidious way by going after 
the bullets, right, the right. ammo. They're taxing the ammo in Los Angeles and California right. like nothing else before, uh, trying to make it to where you can't buy any. You also have two primary manufacturers of all ammo. One of them went all military uh, just a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah? Oh, really? Yeah. The other one was sold to a guy, a Czech guy, and they don't know what he is going to do as far as ammo is concerned. But I got a, I got a, a letter from one of the ammo manufacturers from a friend of mine, and I'm not going to say who this is, but he sent me the letter, and they're talking about because of gunpowder shortage. Oh, God, uh-huh. really? Gunpowder shortage, the price of all ammo is going to skyrocket. Why is there a gunpowder shortage? Because we're in so many wars all over planet Earth <laughs> right. that that's where the gunpowder's well, going Well, they're out. not hurting for ammo. The IRS isn't hurting for ammo. The federal government isn't hurting for ammo unless they're in the military. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I don't know, man. It's a, it's a crafty little plot to disarm people. So, I, I, you know, it would be interesting to watch if there's a dip in, like, gun range, uh, you know, uh, people going to gun ranges. And I say that because maybe people are going to get to the point where they're going to start saving their ammo instead of shooting it off well, at a gun range. They already are. Because I, I'm not going anywhere and shooting anytime soon. I don't want to waste my ammo. Uh-huh. No, and that's why you're seeing the new technology. Uh, what is this stuff that uh, starts with an M? I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, the new technology where it mimics a gun in your hand and you fire away and it gives you an automatic report on how oh, well so you, you did. So you practice without wasting any ammo. That's it. Well, I don't, exactly I mean, you know, because right. that, that, that's the, yeah. I've been hearing this from a lot of, I know you've been hearing from a lot uh, of people. I've had people tell me, like, buy your ammo now while you can if it's there. I'm saving mine. All right, quick break. More Warren and Ryman coming up. KTSA. Summer is over, and now we're into the unpredictable weather of autumn here in South Texas. Now, before things really get interesting in the winter, you may want to think about the impact the past few months have had on your roof. We had that intense heat all summer long. Now we're at the period of time where we get rain one day, then it's really hot the next, then it dips to just below freezing or just above freezing overnight, and you can only imagine the impact that's having on your roof. It all starts with a call to Walton Roofing, a company that's been around since 1961, building Texas tough roofs all over the state. They want to help you out. You can get it rolling with a free roof inspection. They'll have somebody there, usually within a day, to climb up on your house, take a look to see what's going on up there. If there are any concerns, they'll talk to you about it, and if there needs to be some repairs and insurance will cover it, great, good for you. They'll help you out with the insurance paperwork if not well there are some tremendous financing options for you as well give them a call today 210-272-ROOF Walton Roofing Company they'll line up that free roof inspection and send over a roofing expert right away Walton Roofing Company proudly serving Texas homeowners since 1961 the best way to build your business is by choosing a local